Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. So you know what the worst thing in the world is, Joel? <laughs> uh, I can think of lots of things, but no. I want, I want to hear what your, your idea is. It's, it's .NET. It's just the absolute oh, worst. Boy. Come on. Oh, okay, okay. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I think I wanted to talk a little bit about that today where there's so many different language, languages and so many different ways to solve stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to tribalize and get like in a certain groove of like the tools that I've picked are awesome and everything else is the worst. It, well, it kind of validates that you're making good decisions, right? Like it, it, it's a common it's a common mindset to have. No <laughs> one wants to be like, yep, I made a horrible decision. Love it. <laughs> yeah, when there are people around you and then you use the same thing, it does feel good. Like, oh, I, mm-hmm. I made that smart decision. Sure. I can be more effective and efficient just like these people. But I think that that is the, the nature of what you just said is the reason why there are different tools. Well, yeah. I think there's a couple different reasons. But the first is there are different types of people and different types of people think differently. We run into this all the time when me and you bicker back and forth. I, you know, even on the podcast, you know, we've joked that I, I like to read the whole manual. And you like to just like take something out and start messing with it and then go back and read parts. I think Um, it doesn't make sense to me. Like I was like, just read it all through. Once you have a base understanding, then do something differently. Well, if you look, (laughs) if you look at that, that's almost like some of these different languages, some Mm -hmm. languages maybe are compiled. um, And so you can't even run them. Um, They have to be compiled before you can run them. They have to be linked and all that kind of stuff. Others can compile at runtime like PHP and JavaScript. Others have a certain environment that they're required to work in, like someone who works directly in like the Salesforce ecosystem can only mm-hmm. do their stuff inside of there, where others are open source. So you can kind of run them everywhere, like JavaScript or, you know, embedded languages. Um, so there's just a number of different types of languages and things, too. Yeah, I, I just I just have to giggle a little bit because there's a phrase you say to me a lot, Aaron. Why would you ever do that? Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll be doing something on the screen share. And you're like, I just don't understand why you're doing that. I'm like, I don't know. It's just what I do. <laughs> but yeah, and, and I like your your point too, because as you were going through that list, I think maybe it was when you said Salesforce, I, like a shudder went through my body. Mm-hmm. And I, I had that thought like, oh, why would anybody want to use that? Being somebody who has had to use it on projects. But um, so, so I think it's a good point. And even like when we're in the midst of trying to be conscious of not having those reactions, I still had that reaction. So I think this, this is a good thing to think about. Yeah, so these different languages, I guess the reason why these different languages are are even made is like, why don't we all just write an assembly or something like that, right? Was because developers and programmers already realized that there could be a, quote, better way to do something, Mm -hmm. but it's better for them. It doesn't mean it's better for everyone. And so I think about, um, what's that one language that you really love, Elm? Yeah. Like um, that, according to the developer that generated that language and a bunch of other people, that is a better way to do X, Y, and Z things, state-related things, being mm-hmm. able to pl- play stuff back and forth, functional programming, whatever. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying buzzwords. <laughs> no, you're doing um, fine. But, uh, but for me, I I don't I don't think like that. Like yeah. uh, you you showed me a couple times, mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah, of course, a couple times I just picked on you because it's fun. But the majority of the time I was picking on you because I was actually a little scared that I didn't understand what I was looking at. <laughs> okay. And I was like, well, then this is the worst. I'll just call it the worst. And then that way I don't have to admit that I don't understand why this is better. Yeah. I think that you hit upon another reason why sometimes we might reject something is we just haven't even taken the time or 
we've tried and it like the first attempt it didn't click for us so therefore it must be done yeah i think that happens even in things that you like like i've i worked on laravel projects and done stuff and all of a sudden something clicked in my head where i'm like oh the last i don't know two years of programming i've done that wrong and i can do it a better way a different way hmm. and and so even on things that you know pretty well yeah things will click in your head and you'll like know the next level you sure. kind of level up on that well yeah. imagine if you don't know the thing at all you're trying to get to that first hump that can be pretty scary yeah absolutely and uh we've talked about this in, in other episodes but i think one other advantage there, there's a few advantages of not hating on something one of them that i'll share is that there are things to learn from other communities even mm-hmm. even if it's like a, a drastically different approach overall and a lot of what they do in that community wouldn't apply to what you do in your programming stack of choice. There's elements of that that might be kind of interesting. And so you mentioned Elm before. I know there are other JavaScript libraries. I think there's even been some some work. I, I think I met a guy at Laracon one time that was doing something to try to bring some of the Elm data flow stuff even into Laravel. And so like whether those oh, end oh. up being good ideas or not is, is I just is did not the same point. thing. I just did the same thing as you do when right. you said bringing oh, that no. stuff into Laravel. I was like, oh, why? Yeah. But but why? Why not? Why not learn to maybe do something in a better way? Or yeah. we try it and it's not. And then we say, hey, we tried it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So but but like to your point, your overriding point is if you just dismiss something and, and then you layer emotion on top of it. Oh, that's dumb. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Like you're never going to see those opportunities. So I, I like the idea of keeping more of an open mind. I can actually point to the to that happening with me especially as i learned more javascript so i would say way back in the day i still focused on php and i was right on the back end and i almost had that sort of attitude against the front-end developers they don't know right they they can't make anything um and so i learned a little bit more javascript and i'm like actually i like that you can kind of program in the front end too who knew that you could program in the front end (laughs) and then i started to do it more and i you know I, i learned um do object oriented sort of stuff. I, I I saw that there's all these different ways to do what mm-hmm. I was doing. And and then certain things made way more sense in my language stack of choice, PHP versus JavaScript. There's sure. nothing wrong with making objects and stuff like that and constructors and in, in JavaScript, but I, I tend not to use them anymore. Um in my JavaScript, I've learned to be a little bit more functional and compo- you know, compose things. Um and, and, but that that sort of methodology. I think has actually helped me understand how to write even cleaner PHP code as well. Hmm. So from a different language and it's different paradigms, I picked up a few things that not only just opened my mind in general, but made my other language, I think, better. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a totally fair point. Um, I still am in, in the camp of trying to avoid writing JavaScript, so I, I will <laughs> leave that to you. But that, that's my own limitation. That's nothing against the language. Um, I just I just like writing PHP more. Well, and, and I guess... I don't know if you had any other advantages in mind, but like the one other one I thought of is just like, don't be a jerk, right? I mean, <laughs> for, for I, I guarantee you, like, especially as PHP developers, we should be most sensitive to this because PHP is kind of looked down upon by by many other programming communities. And so yeah. we've been on the receiving end of that. So like, why dish that out to somebody else? You know what? If someone loves Cold Fusion, great. You know, maybe they've got a business consulting on it or they work at a company that's that's generating revenue. Like, why even say something negative about it, even if you think it's time has 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 ended and it should go away? Um, like, I, there's just no there's no benefit to, like, saying something negative about something that somebody else put their energy into and might enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. 
so from time to time, I'll go to random nature parks around here and go for a walk. I'm trying to be healthier. Can it can, like know? nature park as opposed to like what a skate park or like what? Well, <laughs> like... I, I, I live in a more urban area, so okay. there are parks that like you can't really walk in. I mean, you oh, can, okay. but like where it's just like a concrete jungle. I'm I'm talking like go out to an area where there's green grass and like many yeah. acres. So it's not there's... a redundant phrase like hot water heater that I said today and then oh. felt immediately stupid. <laughs> no, no. Okay, sorry. So so I went out to this uh, one nature preserve sort of area and it's got this really really cool thing. It's on almost the side of a hill. At the top there's a couple of buildings where people can use and then there's these walkways all the way down to this lake at the bottom of the hill. Mm-hmm. And and so I walked all the way down to the bottom of the lake and, you know, it's, it's cold out and maybe there was ice on uh, the path. I don't know. It's just, it, it, it I'm giving you excuses for why it was so hard to walk back up the hill. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm walking back up the hill, you know, it's kind of going zigzaggy and I, over the edge of the hill, um, I start to see a pretty large A-frame building. So, you know, where it's basically the whole thing is like a rough, you know, just mm-hmm. a big A yeah. um, and a lot of, a lot of windows facing towards the lake. And I'm like, oh, I noticed that when I walked down, but I really hadn't thought about it. So I'm walking up this hill and I'm, I'm not, I'm not fit. So as I get closer and closer to the top of the hill, I'm really out of breath. Okay. So I'm just like puffing and puffing and the sun's out. So I'm getting really warm and I get to the top of the hill. I'm looking at this amazing A-frame building. It's probably two stories tall. It's all glass. Sun is shining off of it and I can see the clouds and reflection. It's really beautiful, but I am out of breath. (laughs) So I'm having a hard time, you know, appreciating it. I got my sunglasses on. I get to the top and there's a bench there. So I lean on the bench kind of almost backwards, put my Mm -hmm. arms on the top and I'm sitting there just breathing heavily and going, time to catch my breath. I'm staring at this amazing architecture. And then the sun goes behind the clouds. And when the sun went behind the clouds, the reflection stopped on all of the windows on the front of the building. Oh, boy. And I made eye contact with a row of elderly ladies doing some sort of exercise system. So basically, I had walked up this hill and then looked at them and stared at them, according to their insight, and just breathed really hard and just panted at them, just staring right at them as they're trying to do their exercises, me having no idea. And then when the sun, I'm like, ah, and just like look away. Totally natural. I'm sure that I'm sure they weren't uh, creeped out at all by that. (laughs) You know, your, your story made me think of a time I was visiting a a nearby city and there's a harbor. And so there's like an old historical lighthouse that a friend of mine wanted to visit. And so we parked below it and like we walked up. I It felt like 10 flights of stairs straight up and we were huffing and get to the top. And then we realized there was actually a road you could drive around and we wouldn't have had to walk up all those steps. <laughs> I felt like a total idiot. It's like I wasted all that effort. All right. Well, jump on Twitter and tell us what you hate and why. No. Have you learned nothing from this episode? Oh. But if you would like some help, then head over to our website, nocompromises.io, and uh, set up a call and we can see how we can help. 